Hey there, pleasure seekers from around the world. We are so excited for today's episode. You've heard us rave about Dipsy, our favorite app for short and sexy audio stories. We've been singing the company's praises for years now, and we finally have one of the co-founders on the show. Armed with a psychology degree from Duke and a desire to break the stigma that fantasy should be stifled, she's ready to help women everywhere tap into their sexual powers. Today, we're going to be diving into talking about our largest sex organ, our mind, and how developing a mind-first approach to sexuality is both healthy and empowering. We love this quote by her. Desire isn't a problem to be solved. It's a fire to be stoked. If you're feeling overworked, exhausted, burned out by bad sex, or just doing your very best to quench your thirst for the sex life you desire, buckle up for a mind-blowing, pleasure-supercharged episode. Please welcome to the show one of the co-founders and chief creative officer at Dipsy, Gina Gutierrez. Woo! Woo! Thank you so much for having me. I was so excited it's when a to be you here. when you're when you guys reached out to us because Dipsy is legitimately one of my favorite apps. It totally changed my ple- my self pleasure game as well as my my sex life. I'll get into. I, I do some like I think pretty creative things with it, <laughs> which we get get into later. I yeah. want to hear it all. Yes, we, we will get into that. Um, but I, you know, I, I really love the ethos of what you talk about, and um, especially in your TED talk, you know, you really talk about. And I think at some point and a lot of our clients come to us, we can all relate to feeling overworked and exhausted by life circumstances, which can make us feel really not sexy and confident (laughs) from within. Um, And you say that that can actually have a desensitizing effect on um, people, especially women, and reduce their sexual desires. Um, And so can you speak a little bit to that and, you know, how we can stoke that fire and the impact of that desensitizing effect a bit? Yeah, I mean, I think speaking about life being overwhelming and feeling like you're constantly oscillating between being like soft and gentle with your family or your partner, being kind of like hard and bossy in your work life, like everyone knows what that feels like. That's like such a deeply relatable phenomenon. (laughs) And then there's screens, you know, we're like, I watch TV and I'm still on my phone. I'm like, oh my God, I'm second screening without even knowing I'm second screening. Like we are stimulated Mm. all the time. And if you stimulate all the time, like it takes a higher and higher bar to feel like you're reacting to what the world is giving you. And so I think a lot of the movements that have happened in the last 15 years around meditation and around, you know, self-touch in a non-sexual way, but like re-embodying yourself is the work that needs to be done to remind ourselves that we're living, breathing people experiencing this life. Like there's sunshine on my face and there's a bird over in that tree and I am feeling what am I feeling? Like, what is this emotion? Like, that's the work that allows us to start figuring out, like, our body's actually telling us a lot about what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And we get to move ourselves more towards what feels good if we start listening to those things. And that's a life's practice. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we just hope Dipsy is, like, a part of the practice of slowing down, of paying attention, of, like, a mono input versus, like, 18 inputs at the same time. You're kind of like, you're listening. It's pretty hard to do a lot of other things at once. 
some people try and listen in the car, like absolutely Godspeed. You're a powerful <laughs> human if you can pull that off. It's just relaxing. <laughs> but our recommendation is that you, it's just relaxing, sure, uh, is that you're slowing down and you're uh, remembering that just figuring out what feels good is kind of radical um, once you start to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that your background is in psychology because the real catalyst for sexual activity is actually the brain, right? So it's actually not your genitalia. So I think that's so great. That's why I love um, the audio porn so much because I never loved, I never liked porn until I started listening to Dipsy. And I was like, oh, this does something totally different to me. And, um, you know, because sex drive originates in the hypothalamus, which is, you know, responsible for testosterone. And the amygdala is the fear is the fear center of the brain, right? But both of these regions strongly affect how we respond to dirty talk and sexual stimulation just in general. So um, I think that I love that Dipsy came out because I feel like I can... Um, edge myself and kind of use it as a new kind of kink mm. for myself. Mm. And it's really been fun to explore. Yeah, I think um, I think that the idea that sex is as mental as it is physical is so new. And like, even if there are people in clinical spaces, you know, you're a nurse, like, you know, things maybe at a level that are deeper than the average person about how this all works. But most of us weren't taught this kind of stuff. And so when I was in college and I was talking to my girlfriends about why they were with people that they really liked and weren't having good sex. And they were like, what is going on? Like, why is this bad? I started asking questions. And I was like, what are you thinking about when you're in the bedroom? And one of my best friends who's like thoughtful and smart and articulate and like in tune with herself and like, you know, whatever, but we're still 18. (laughs) And she's like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea what I'm thinking about when I'm having sex. Like, should I be thinking about what I'm thinking about? And I was like, well, it's pretty interesting that like you're purely thinking about this as like two bodies colliding, right? Like you're not thinking about this as like, am I stressed? Am I using my brain to turn myself on? Am I fully here? Am I eight feet across the room dissociated? Like these are things that are so vital to loving sex and no one's given us the way of the way to do it. How, how should I like use my brain to my advantage versus be like constantly running the laundry list in my head or like, what I need to do next later in the day or who I pissed off yesterday. Or, it's it's you know, so interesting that you, like that you say that because I, you know, I started masturbating when I was five years old. And just as a child, I remember my imagination was so much more vivid. And when I would masturbate, I so would really be in my head and having these fantasies. And, you know, and then when I was introduced older to porn and sex toys and different things like that, it became much more about the physical. And I sort of lost the fantasy aspect for a while. And then as yeah. an adult, I've had to sort of relearn it, especially for, I think, someone you know, with kinkier fantasies, the, the, I call, I call myself a psychological kink. <laughs> you know, I really need that mind stimulation, totally but it, it's like, you know, we, we work with a lot of our clients and we say, you know, feeling sexy and confident. I feel like I had to really get to a place where I felt confident in my kinks in order to like allow myself to go there you know what advice do you have for someone who's relating to this conversation to be able to get more in I would say embodied inside of their sexual practice either solo or partner well I think what you're bringing up (laughs) is so 
Yeah, it's so powerful. Like that our imaginations are freer when we're children, like also feels really mm-hmm. intuitive. And that's like why I love talking about sex with people who think about this a lot. It's because a lot of these ideas, once you say them out loud, it's like, oh my God, yeah. Like it's very intuitive, even if you've never yeah. thought them before. And that's like where powerful stuff lies. You're not like teaching people complicated new things that need to like integrate into their life. You're like, that makes sense. And it makes sense that we had better imaginations since we were kids because we were entertaining ourselves and we were like fighting our own boredom and like parents didn't want to pay attention to us. And so we were doing our own thing and whatever else. And that's like so cool. You had this experience of masturbating early and realizing what that experience felt like before you were watching porn maybe, or before you were having sex with partners or all these other things that condition us to believe different things. (laughs) I mean, everyone's path here is different. I think like one of the things, one of the things that also you're saying uh, kind of reflects for me is like everyone's preferences are super different. So that's a huge learning for us at Dipsy. We've been doing Dipsy for five and a half years. It is incredibly hard and also really beautiful that we have to make enough content to satisfy so many different types of people's Mm. interests. And like, I'm talking interests in all these ways, right? Like I like these voices. I like these sex acts. I like this type of dynamic. I like it to be more off limits. I like it to be more BDSM forward. I like it to be softer and more romantic. And the, the expression of what is like normal is that you're actually all normal because you all have a place here. You're all here. And I think that the most common question we get when we actually really talk to people is people are like evaluating like their normalcy. Like, is yeah. this okay? Am I okay? Is this normal? I hear that. I'm sure you hear yeah. that all the time. And um, yeah, I think that's even harder for people who feel like their fantasies are like more on the edge. Like I am definitely more king forward. Is that like, is that okay? Like, does, what does that mean about me? And what we try and do at Dipsy is be like, welcome to this universe where like everything's okay, right? Like you can explore wherever you want to go. And like, even that starts to like set the tone for yourself that you're like not self-judging and you're not like playing your own reel as to what this all means. That's like not really what you need to be doing. You just like get to be paying attention and enjoying and experiencing something because when you're like embodied in the experience of something there's not a lot of time to self-correct or ask yourself those questions right (laughs) um that's a little heady that's a little heady I think but like once you you get it once you listen you know you get it well I think I think that that's one of the one of the top questions that we get right is how do I get out of my head and just enjoy it and I, I think you call it a mind first approach is what you say and how that's really like both healthy and empowering for people. But I think that, do you have any advice for people who really struggle? How do they get out of their head and, but have a mind first approach? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Totally. So like what we say is like Dipsy is the mind first approach. Like we're trying to productize something that we hope people can do, but your own imagination can totally do that work. Like if you want to like self-serve, Hell yeah. Like, that's like amazing. If you want some support, Dipsy is amazing support. But yeah, this is like a really common question. Like, how do I like use my brain in a way that feels like it's helping me versus hurting me? Like, help me have better sex versus like make it worse for me. And, you know, Dipsy again is like a storytelling product. Like you're experiencing, you're using this app, you're downloading it. You're like looking at these stories and suddenly you're in a story. And it's not just like you're listening to an audiobook. You're like in there with the characters Either they're talking directly to you or you're kind of like a voyeur mm-hmm. to this experience. It's like, uh, I don't know, like a sonic movie or something. And if a movie really grabs you, you're in there, right? Like you're in that experience. And so I think storytelling is really powerful in a couple ways. One, it allows you to, 
it, it takes up the space. Like your brain doesn't have a lot of other opportunity. It's like focused on what it, what it is. And two, it's like an educational experience as you're listening without feeling like you're being taught something. Like no one's like, these are eight ways to give consent that are like good and appropriate. And you can like read 18 blog posts that say that and still be like, I don't get it. It feels awkward. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but if you're listening to a story and you're like, wow, that was really sexy and that was really consensual, I could probably do that or I would want that. Like you're actually like processing in a different sort of way. You're not like being taught. You're just like absorbing it. You're learning it. And I think that's really powerful too. I think audio is like wildly, I mean, y'all run a podcast. Like audio is amazing. Yeah. Audio is the closest you can get to your own thoughts, right? Like you're not like being fed something and consuming it. You're like kind of part of that experience. It's super intimate, super immersive. And then I think most importantly, it's imaginative by nature. It's like in all likelihood, your brain is like telling itself what, filling the details, right? Like we're giving you a blueprint and you're building the house. We're giving you the paintbrushes and you're painting that painting. And if that painting is like, this guy looks like this, or this woman looks like this, or this sex club looks like this, amazing. Like you're designing it yourself. And that I think helps to um, activate your mind in a way that is gonna help you, like getting you closer to feeling good. Um, It's preoccupied. It's not gonna be thinking about, I don't know, whatever thing you don't want it to be thinking about, which it does. Like our brains are on really little beasts, you know? And like, we can't judge ourselves for that being true either. Like our brains are going to distract us and are going to surprise us. And like, we can't hate on ourselves too hard for that. That's like a human experience. Mm. You've got me, you've got me going down a rabbit hole now too, because you, you mentioned that you, the two screen, like you're watching TV and you're on your phone, totally guilty totally. of that. And it just makes yeah. me think about how, like we're, how we're oversensitized in life all the time. And how do we really start? Like, what would be like a first step for someone who, because I'm thinking about somebody who's listening to this right now. We, we talk about sex all the time. We have a pretty good idea of what turns us on, what our kinks are. But I think that there are people out there that don't even know, right? They don't know the dipsy audio yeah. to go to or what even turns them on. How do we, how do people start to even tap into? Because I, something else that you said is, We've really been conditioned to, I think what we're talking about here is almost fear our imaginations and our fantasies. So I think a lot of people shut down their fantasies. So how do we, how can someone really start to tap in if they don't even know what turns them on? Okay, bring me back to earth if I look up in the clouds, all right? Like pull me down to earth if I'm up there. But I think like when we first launched Dipsy, you know, again, five years ago, we actually didn't even talk about it as a pleasure experience as a pleasure product is something designed to make mm. you feel pleasure. Why? Because we found it was really hard for people to be like, I'm going to swipe my credit card. And I'm going to pay for something that is purely about me, purely about pleasure, purely about joy. It's really hard yeah. for people. They're like way more, um, you know, willing to say like, I'm going to prioritize this if it helps other people. Like if it's like relational, it's going to help me have better sex. It's going to help me be a better partner. It's going to help me be better in the mm. dating world. Um, if it um, is part of greater wellness and an unlock, which it is, like, as you well know, like having great sex and being sexually uh, empowered by yourself is a huge, huge unlock and feeling like you know who you are, feel more confident, feel more like you're in your body. And so those are like kind of the values that we had to express to people, which are true, but to soften the idea of just pleasure, because I think culturally we're like, oh my God, pleasure, selfish, mm-hmm. so, like, zero sum game, more for me, less for someone else, kind of guilty, 
maybe even dangerous, which is what you brought Mm -hmm. up, right? Like if I start to have too much fun, if I like this candy too much, if I like this sex too much, am I just like going down this like hedonistic, slippery water slide where like I will be uncontrollable, you know? Like I'm going to lose myself in that. And I think that's the problem with fantasy. I think people really feel that if they start to fantasize about something that gives them a lot of pleasure, that it means something. They like load all this Mm. meaning into it. And I'm not saying they, like other people do it. I do this too. I think we're culturally conditioned to do this. Where it's like, I like to fantasize about this sexy celebrity. And I also like to have sex with my monogamous partner. Like both those things are true. And like actually what I think about and how I behave are different things. And my fantasy space is not necessarily me trying out what I'm going to go try out in reality. And maybe actually I don't want them to be the same at all. Maybe you do, but maybe you don't at all. And there's the the opportunity to like understand that about ourselves and to like give ourselves some slack. Like, wow, like your brain, this magical thing coming up with these amazing imaginations. And then you're putting the Mm -hmm. mental book down. You're going and living your life. But I think there's this idea, and I think it's really patriarchal, but like, if a woman fantasizes too much, she's going to cheat. She's going to leave Danger. you. And I think that that is just mm. bullshit. And it's crazy how ingrained that is uh, in culture. When I was giving the TED Talk, the people who were helping me write that write this, this talk, because they're, they're editing you and they're helping you, you know, condense it down to 10 minutes. And I remember getting some feedback, like, what does this mean for married people? And I was like, it doesn't matter if you're married. Like, why does marriage change fantasy? It's like you make a contract with your partner. Like, hey, I'm not going to fantasize anymore. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> right. Well, culturally, I, when you get married, it's a ball and chain, right? Same same sex with the same person forever. You know, like there's all these societal messages. I think Dipsy's doing such a great sex education public service for pe- for your customers because it, this shift from... Uh, Lindsay, you, sh- you shared it before, how when you were five, that your imagination was like off the you know, chain. Exploding. <laughs> yeah. and, and then as an adult, you focus more on the physical. And I think that has a lot to do with the mm-hmm. sex education because we're really only taught like sex is just penetration, right? right? So it's, um, it really, uh, a, and I love what you said about how people can listen to it and actually get language and ways to communicate with their partner or partner's in a way that's consensual and also sexy because you don't, that is a really big stressful, I remember being in high school and not knowing what to do or not knowing what to say or, you know. Of course. And, and I wasn't even the initiator. I could totally, know, society. To, to piggyback off what Katie's saying and I'll kind of get into like some of the creative ways that I've been using the app. <laughs> like, I think it started as just a self-pleasure practice for me but then I started actually using the app, especially the, the stories you guys have about threesomes where the guy's like talking to you. Um, and yeah. I really enjoy, you know, something that we really talk about is meeting your partner where they're at. I really like dirty talk. Call me a dirty little slut. Yep. You know, I'm into it. It's yep. my part. It makes my partner uncomfortable. He's, he's supportive, but it's just not a natural thing for him. So I found a couple of stories that I really liked that we play while we're together in partnered space. And I get to have the audio stimulation of the dirty talk and he just acts out. (laughs) He's like the surrogate. He like acts out what the app is saying is happening. And it was really revolutionary for our sex life together. I'm getting what I need. He doesn't have to feel uncomfortable. And so, and then I like the threesome apps. We can pretend 
like we're having a threesome and mm-hmm. it's just the two of us in the bedroom. Right. That's literally incredible. <laughs> I mean, you're using, you're doing like the 401 class, like you're like advanced, right? Like you're like an advanced chemistry. Like I think another thing that you could be literally doing at a 101 level is being like, hey, this story is really sexy to me. You can just listen to it and like know what I think is sexy, which is really sweet and gentle and like a more tender way of being like, maybe it's a little bit hard for me to say it to you directly. It's a little tough, but like you can just listen to it on your own time and be like, oh, she likes this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, what am I going to do with that? Maybe one day I'm going to show up and be like, I bought you a sex toy. And I know that's a little crazy, but I thought you might like it because of the story. Amazing. You just like opened up a new avenue or maybe like you're hearing new words in the bedroom because your partner just heard it modeled I in that love story. That. Which takes some of the yeah. pressure off. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love how, that's great. Yeah. you know, in, in monogamy that there can be toxic monogamy, right? And I feel like toxic monogamy um, would, a statement like this would live under that. Oh, you're listening to audio stories up. Why are you doing that? You're a married man or you're a married, you know, woman. You're a married person. You shouldn't be listening. To, you shouldn't need that. Like that would be the toxic monogamy side of this conversation. And I think in the sex positive yeah. monogamy conversation, Dipsy is such a contribution to that, to support married couples in exploring their fantasies and normalizing that. And I am the farthest thing from monogamous. These ladies call me Beyonce because yep. they think I'm the Beyonce of polyamory. <laughs> Beyonce she of is. polyamory. Well, we could talk about that probably for the next hour easily. And and everything. I, she's got I got story. I mean, I do. I've, I got situations I could contribute to the, <laughs> the audio app. Um, Great. Yeah, she has right stories in. for you for sure. Uh, so many, and and for me, I don't use Dipsy. These ladies love it. I live for their story. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, I'm like very stimulated in my sexual life. I have multiple sexual partners, multiple relationships. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm living out fantasies, whether I like it or not, <laughs> in a way. Um, and it's so interesting. I'm relating to okay, the- You're imagine- in the 501. You're in like the advanced class. You're like writing She's ready to thesis. teach. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I just want to, I just want to text you my story ideas, Jaina, and just be like, here's another scenario from a recent <laughs> situation. I just From remember. yesterday. From yesterday. My ex-boyfriend from high school. I literally went on a date with my ex-boyfriend from high school, by the way. Like I got to do that in real life. That's and cheesy. I was like, that would be a cool dipsy story to be like, pretend you're going out with your, at your high school sweetheart. <laughs> Um, this happened totally. last week. No, no joke. Uh, well, and- he was like watching your stories where you're talking about your poly life on Instagram. And he was like, wait, I could be in her poly life. And then he reached out to you. He filled out an application. That's amazing. I, I mean, I like that Google is what form. Instagram should be doing for us, you know? <laughs> Gina. Yeah. I'm just going to put like a link in my bio that's like apply to date me. But we'll see. <laughs> I told a friend who was living in a small city and she was like, I'm so tired of dating. The dating pool is so bad in this small city. Like, what do I do? I feel like I've slept with every hot person in this city. And I was like, you should make your bio. I've slept with every hot person in this city. Prove me wrong. And let me tell you, the next three months were way more exciting. That's a good bio. (laughs) You're a great friend too. So So creative. But I wanted to bring this back to just imagination and like where I really am connecting in this conversation with all y'all around you know, bringing, slowing things down and allowing ourselves to focus on one, one stimulation at a time. And so in my self-pleasure practice, I might not be going into the dipsy stories, but I'm going into my 
Polly Spank Bank <laughs> in my and and, yep. and like actually recreating and redesigning them. Like, how could it have been better? Exactly. And I'll talk to them. They'll exactly. be with me there. Like I'm telling. <laughs> like I'm like. <laughs> I didn't make sure not to say anyone's name right now. But yeah, I'll just be like, oh yeah, go a little bit more to the left. And I'll like really pretend like they're there with me. And I do want to just say like using our imagination is a way to slow down, slow down. We're so overstimulated. I think we see something like a billion pieces of messaging comes at us in a single day, um, signs, information. And so to have a practice where we can just slow the fuck down, whatever that is. But I think with using our imagination, it can make it be a creative process and a self-discovery process. Like I love how one of the biggest things I'm getting from this conversation, Gina, is like how you're like, you're kind of learning through osmosis because it's being modeled for you and it has totally. What What you're making me think of also is like, I don't mean to say that all adults don't have great imaginations. I think many of us have very great and very specific imaginations. Like, let me give you an example. I think that, you know, there's some people that are super aesthetically inclined. They love to decorate and they like love to make their house amazing. And so maybe they don't need like Pinterest to like mm-hmm. design their dreams. Like their dreams are already happening in their heads. But like other people are really helped by tools like Pinterest to make, to make their living room look amazing. And like some people are like amazing at planning vacations or they're super worldly and have traveled a lot. And so they know where they want to go, what they're looking for. For other people, it's really helpful to be on Airbnb and be like, oh, okay, I could stay in a house like this or I could stay in like more of a hotel vibe and like it's helping them blueprint what they're looking for. And like for some people, maybe their sexual imagination is really, really strong and like kind of default, amazing. Like that's great. Or maybe you're living a really sexually satisfying life all the time. Like you sound like you're really sated by your poly life. That's amazing. And so a tool like Dipsy isn't as helpful to you, but for other people, their imagination is something that they need a little bit of support with. And so that's what we're there for, where you have this like digital version of your library, right? Like what's your fantasy library? And we get to be that for people. Or maybe we're a step in that. Maybe you listen to Dipsy for a couple of years and suddenly you're like, I know what works. Like I'm living my life. And the word that's coming to me, because I know one of the things that you stand for, that we stand for as well, that self-pleasure is self-care. But the word that is coming to me is actually self-patience, right? So for me, I am the type of person, if I try to just sit and be with my breath or my mind, my mind moves so fast, I cannot relax. Yeah. I need a guided, I need a guided meditation, right? I love mm-hmm. audio books. So for me to meet for the, the idea of like what Madison's doing, which is so amazing for her, just lying there trying mm-hmm. to tap into my spank bank is stressful to me. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I have that mm-hmm. audio there guiding me, I'm able to relax and lay into it. And so I think that, and then what it sounds like is this new term that just came to me is self-patience, right? I think that Dipsy is a really good way to, like you said, like a stepping stone to maybe get to the place that Madison is at, teaching yourself to have patience, teaching yourself to slow down. Um, or And or like I've always been, I was diagnosed dyslexic and they said that I'm an auditory learner. Maybe for me, I just need Mm -hmm. that audio stimulation. That's why I need the dirty talk to help me get embodied as well. So it's an interesting paradox. Mm. That's really interesting. Yeah, I definitely 
relate to like being auditorially stimulated in the dirty talk sense, because I think like I'm a verbal affirmation person too. Like I like, that's my love language. (laughs) And so like, I want to be like told like, you're hot. This is great. Let's keep going. Like I want to hear that all the time, which makes uh, sense to what you're saying. But I think also, um, yeah, there's like, there's something about like the one thing that I don't love about the self-care movement is that it feels like another layer of work mm-hmm. in our lives. Like we're supposed to be taking care of ourselves in a specific yeah. way. And like, I just don't want another should. Like we've got so many shoulds. And so my hope is that Dipsy feels like you're like osmosising. Mm. Didn't you say that? Osmosising. You're like osmosising these learnings without having to do any work. Like you're just enjoying. It's fun. Like you love these stories. They're sexy. You're turned on. You're done with it. You want to have sex with your partner. Or you're like walking down the street with a strut and you like osmosis it, but you didn't have to do that much. This is why I love Yay. Dipsy. <laughs> like, to piggyback off that, as a parent. Okay, tell me about, yeah, Katie. Like, <laughs> as a parent, when it comes to like giving yourself permission in the sexual realm or having just like energy just to connect with each other at the end of the day, Dipsy just provides this space where you literally just have to log on. And that's why I love it so much because it'll it'll give my partner and I or just myself and my own self-pleasure practice where I kind of get to be my own porn and be um, like a fly on the wall of someone else is so fun. And I literally just, I don't have to do anything but go to my phone, go to the app and put it on. So the less that you have to do to help yourself live your pleasure positive life. How do we make this easier? Like, <laughs> this is why this is why I love Dipsy exactly because yeah. it, it it provides exactly. that permission, surrender of and instruction and just like a lot of fun, yeah. you know. And we're, we're, I just want to tell our listeners, we're actually not being sponsored. They're not sponsoring (laughs) this episode. We we genuinely (laughs) love the product this much. (laughs) Yeah. They know we've been talking about it. I know. Yeah. No, I I think like, yeah, it should, like, if it could be easier, why not make it easier? Mm -hmm. And I think like, even if you're not someone who like identifies as someone who like wants to be submissive in the bedroom, there's still something gorgeous about submitting or surrendering to someone doing that work. And like, you can listen to a scenario where you're not necessarily the submissive and still have a submissive experience with Dipsy. You're like meta having, it's just like levels. Yeah, you you can have a poly experience in your head when you're monogamous, you know, like it's fun. I just saw my use and application for for Sugar's Life of Dipsy. I think I think this is my my pregame to my dates. There you oh. go. When driving yeah. in the car, I just was I just got a hit of that. I was like mind blown, mind blown. Like two minutes ago, I'm like oh marinating on yeah. what would be possible um, because I I, tr- I have practices that I do in my car when I'm going to a date to like turn me on. I have like these fluffy pens. I'll be like fluffing myself at red lights. I've got these like this like leg oil. I'll be like caressing my inner thigh. Like I'm like turning myself on in the car so that when I get out of the car, I'm not like stressed I'm like this little little sex ball rolling out of my car like ooh yeah I just got off the 405 yeah. but I look like I've you know went to the Korean spa and <laughs> so sugar no, is one of those people that'll so be listening much. to it in her car <laughs> but now I'm like yo this can okay, be okay I mean like safety first this can be like it can be like yes my my amp up to the dates um that would be so fun. And, and, what, and, yes. and what you're speaking like, to, there's actually, we've talked about it on the show before. It's called priming, which is, you know, it takes, mm-hmm. we've, we've said this before, it takes the average woman 20 minutes to get turned on. So that is another thing that I do use the app for is I'll tell yeah. my fiance, meet me in 20 minutes 
and I will take the time to get embodied before he comes in the room because sometimes for me, it's very stressful when he's in there. It's like, I almost feel bad that he has to go down on me for so long. So if I can do the priming work and get myself engorged before, I'm a lot more relaxed during the partnered act. So it's a great priming tool as Mm. well. I love it as kind of like a sexual priming tool, meaning like you like literally feel physically Mm -hmm. interested and aroused in sex. That's great. But I think it's also like feeling like a turned on Mm. being. Like even if you're not feeling physically aroused by the story that you like are listening and you're like, just like alive to the possibility of like flirting and fun. And like, you're not like, I have this philosophy. I call it co-flirting, trying to make a catch on. So spread it around. Co-flirting is what I call like, you're like in a monogamous partnership. You can be totally monogamous. I don't have sex with other people besides my husband. He does not have sex with other people either. But we believe that like everyone in the world is a flirtatious possibility, not in a sexual way, but in like an energy exchange way. So when we're at a party and I see him energetically exchanging with someone hot, regardless of their gender, I'm like, hell yeah, he's so cute. Love it. And when I'm doing the same thing, he feels the same about me. Like, wow, there's people in the world that are like excited by my partner. That's amazing. And then we get to come back to each other and tell each other about our like sexy, fun little Oh, that's fun. And you can do that with anyone. You can do that at the grocery store. You're like smiling at someone. It's not sexual, but you're exchanging an energy and a vibe. And when you do that, I think you start to feel more like, oh, there's so many friends out in the world. Like the world is full of possibility. The world is full of good people. Like you just start to feel that more, you know? It's like this little exercise. I love the compersion that you're finding in your monogamous relationship. (laughs) Like you're just so happy for each (laughs) other of getting to have... The little flirtation. I like that. I'm yeah, gonna introduce that. I think like I was, I was, you could turn that the other way fast. You could turn that the other way fast. And like jealousy is not something that doesn't totally. exist. Like we don't try and like pretend it doesn't exist. Um, but like, yeah, you could make it a little bit more fun. And I think that Dipsy is a way of like being like, I'm in a fun heads, headspace. I'm not in this headspace of like work was hard today. <sighs> Tough chat with my mom on the phone, whatever, like whatever life mm-hmm. stuff happened. Yeah, you know, totally. I just, <laughs> something that just came to me is this like actually happened um, this morning before our interview. Um, my husband, um, one of his lo- lover friends that he just loves so much, um, sent him a text, like a thank you text. She just went away for like several months. She's like traveling for work and they just spent their last time together like the other night. And he was like, oh, she sent me a really beautiful message. And I was like, do you want to brag it to me? Like, do you want to brag and like read? And he's like, he's like, yeah, Sweet. I want to brag. And I was like, okay, do you want to read it? Or do you just want to like, tell me the brag? He's like, I want to read it. And so like in like a like movie voice, he's like reading me this love letter she wrote him while I'm like doing my makeup Sweet. in the bathroom. And then I was like, I wanted more. I was like, wait, go on. There's not, the story ends there, you know? And I was like, it was like this, and like, how amazing for him that you are supportive in that way. Like, I mean, yeah. again, like, I think you're like, you're writing a thesis, <laughs> yeah. you're teaching different the level. class, like, hell yeah, that's amazing. It's a yeah. different level. But I think, yeah, weird. like there are versions of that for all sorts of lives. And like, yeah, like that's amazing to, I don't know, celebrate your own sexuality. And you talked about toxic, toxic monogamy. monogamy, toxic is- monogamy. Yeah. Like with toxic monogamy, you know, sure. That definitely exists. But if you, if you start to soft entry this stuff, you might actually find that what you think feels kind of like tough rules in your monogamous relationship could be more expanded. Like maybe the idea of your partner watching porn is really upsetting to you. Okay. Maybe that means that the idea of you listening to audio erotica could be seen as like threatening. Well, what if it's just a conversation? Like my girlfriend told me about this app. 
can we talk about it? Just mm-hmm. having that conversation is already like mm-hmm. radical, you know? And um, yeah, we're all at different places. We, we meet each other where we are. I forget who said that. Yeah. So, like we're meeting each other. Yeah. You got to meet your partner where they're at. Yeah. 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 Okay. Amazing. And, and so we sort of touched on it, but you know, the self-care movement and prioritizing your pleasure, I think can feel overwhelming to people. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice or tools that can, you know, that can help people start to, you know, we talk about scheduling sex, but is it, for me, it's almost like I forget to masturbate. I know the health benefits of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right now things are really stressful. We're planning the wedding. We're not having much sex to be totally honest because my partner's threw out his disc in his back. So it's physically not possible for us. Um, yeah. And so it's like, how can you start to prioritize your pleasure without it feeling overwhelming? Yeah. I mean, not to be like, I love Dipsy because I run Dipsy, but like, I would hope that Dipsy is a tool in that way. Like, you're in the bath and you can listen to it and it's like fun and sexy. And maybe that turns into a masturbation session. Maybe it doesn't. And it's still like a yeah, fun story. Yeah, just start with listen. Like take you the know, pressure like, off of even masturbating. Just listen to it on your pressure morning walk. <laughs> totally. Literally. Yeah. And like with partnered mm. stuff, you know, Katie, we probably have stories galore about how much extra hard this is being, you know, a, a yeah. mother. But I think because there's an extra person or people that like are, have demands or yep. needs of you in addition to your partner. But I think um, sometimes I hear from people like, I don't even want to touch my partner because what if auto means sex? Mm. And like, what if I'm not in the mood for sex? And so what I like to say is, you know, have a conversation with your partner about how you like love kissing them and you like love snuggling with them and you want to do more of it, but you don't always want to have sex. So maybe there's some rule where you're like, okay, I'm at 20% and you're like kissing a little bit and you're like, I'm at 40% and that's fun. Or you're like, I'm actually still at 20%. I just... I don't want to keep going. And you like allow yourself to say yes, no, yes, no. So like maybe your 20% grows to a 30%, grows to 50%. And suddenly you're like, wait, yeah, I want to have sex. And that's like amazing for your partner and amazing for you. But touch doesn't always have to mean sex. Always, always. That's great. And also talking about sex and sexual things doesn't mean that sex is on the table. I was actually just talking about this in an interview because we were talking about Dipsy. I'd never told my husband that this was something that I had been doing. And I was like mind blown that I hadn't even shared it with him. He didn't even know what audio porn was. I was like, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I missed something here. But anyways, we were, we were talking <laughs> about it and it was so, such a sexy conversation, but I was not in the mood to have sex, but I did want to have this conversation. So within yeah. that, um, exchange, I was like, so I want to continue this conversation because I'm getting really, um, I'm feeling really connected to you, but sex is not on the table tonight. Is that okay? Can we like continue talking? You know, so it's, It's and I had never done that before because, and I would actually avoid conversations, intimate conversations or touching my partner because I, because if I wasn't actually in the mood or like for sure ready, like I didn't want to lead him on in a way, you know? So yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good point that you bring up. It's really interesting that sometimes talking about sex when you're not in like a sex place can feel like out of place or something, but actually sometimes the best conversations are had when you're like not in the heat mm-hmm. of the moment because you like can do, maybe go deeper without feeling like um, it's touchy or vulnerable or like we just had sex and now we're talking about the sex I want. And you didn't, you, did you not like right. that or whatever? Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's just muscle memory. Like 
self-care, you, you asked the question about self-care. How do we have more of this in our lives and how do we prioritize self-pleasure? I think some of it is just like the muscle memory of it. Like when it feels like we've done it more recently, remember that it felt good to go to yoga class or I don't know, not eat sugar that day. And it felt good. And you're like, oh, maybe I'll do that again. But if you don't have that recent memory, like why would you prioritize totally. that? It seems just kind of hard and you don't remember the benefit. And conversations about sex, I think, are like that and masturbations like that too. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Ah. So this good. has been such such an amazing conversation. So we um, is there anything, Madison or Katie, you want to ask Gina before we... Yes. Yes. So our organization is called Pleasure Positive Living. What does this mm-hmm. mean to you? What's your relationship to pleasure? And, and how do you see yourself and Dipsy living a pleasure positive life or supporting that movement? This is an amazing question. I love it so much. I have sweatshirts. They're Dipsy sweatshirts, but I like give them to all my friends. They say hedonism is healthy. And like, I'm a big believer in hedonism. Like I think (laughs) (laughs) I can definitely get you some. They're great. Um, They're great conversation starters. Because some people will be like, no, it's not. And you're like, let's have a chat at the grocery store about this. (laughs) Um, But uh, I'm a big believer that pleasure is like actually... um, way bigger than sex. And I believe in pleasure, like capital P pleasure in our lives that we are like really quick to assume that pleasure is like in a space that's like frivolous, not really that worthwhile, kind of like an extra Mm -hmm. or worse, like we don't deserve it. And that I think feeling good, feeling joy, feeling pleasure can be like a real guide towards making your life better. Like an ethical, a moral good. I know this is like borderline controversial, but I'm like, if this feels good to me, what if it felt good in a way that I should keep moving towards? And I don't mean like in an eating junk food sort of way. I mean, hanging out with this friend felt good. I left feeling amazing versus I hang out with this friend. She's my friend. I've known her for a really long time, but I left feeling a little bit like, okay, I did that. That's good that I did that. Like, look, we got it over with. We checked the box. Like, that's different. Those feelings are different. And so to me, like checking in what feels good, more of what feels good, that felt good. I want more of that. That didn't feel as good. I want less of that is my life's practice. And I'm really working on it. Um, And I take that even into Dipsy. Like I want people who work at Dipsy to feel like they feel good in the work. And we talk about zone of genius all the time. Like I want you to feel like you're good at what you're doing the majority of the day. And I want to make sure that feels fulfilling to you. And if you're not in that space most of the time, let's figure out how to get you in a better space. So I think those have huge, huge implications for like living a great life. And I'm really, really trying to live them, even though, you know, sometimes life is unpleasurable and we do. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Oh, so well said. Thank you so much. Um, And I know that you have a special gift for our listeners. And also if they want to just keep in touch with you, what is the best way for them to keep in touch with you to find the Dipsy app? And what is your art? What is your gift to our listeners today? Amazing. So we'd love to offer everyone 30 days free to explore the app and just see what you like and what you don't like and what you want more of. And hopefully you figure out that it's something that's great in your life. So we'd uh, love to give you those 30 days free kind of pre-entered. So if you go to dipsystories.com forward slash positive, that's D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com forward slash positive, you'll see those 30 days are kind of already entered in when you enter in your information. And I highly encourage that you follow us on TikTok on TikTok and Instagram. 
our social media manager is an artist and you'll learn all sorts of fun things and have a really gorgeous experience and become part of the Dipsyverse. Um, so you can find us at, at Dipsy Amazing. Stories. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Um, to all of our listeners, definitely take advantage of this free offer. I know that you will fall in love with that, this app as much as we have. And um, Gina, really thank you. Just I feel like you dropped so many you know wisdom bombs on us today, and so many things were so well said. I want to go back and listen to the sound bites and write them on my mirror. They're just really some amazing things to think about. And you know, we are all about making living your pleasure positive life as easy as possible. And we truly believe that Dipsy is a great tool to, to help you in that. So just thank you so much for Whoa. being here. Thank you so much. I mean, this as not a joke, but like, it was truly a pleasure. This was so fun. So thank you. For me. Amazing. All right. And with that clitorati, we were going to see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao. All right.